Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, we are less than 48 hours away from being in Charleston. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I am dreading this drive tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we haven't really told anyone the plan. It's going to be I drive to Baton Rouge tomorrow at 6 p.m., get there at about 1 to 2 a.m., yep. sleep. We wake up, drive the rest of the way to Charleston. Cause I didn't have enough PTO to take off in the morning. Um, I'm going to, I might, I might have a sob story for my manager tomorrow, you know, be like, please, please let me leave early. Let me leave at four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just cause it's so dark. I just, I hate driving at night, you know, me it's too, like... me too. But think of it this way. You got to make that drive and then you can sleep for five or six hours here mm-hmm. on the couch. And mm-hmm. then, you and then I'll drive the first however many hours, four or five hours or whatever, and you could sleep that too. So you'll, you'll no, be. Sick. I'll just no, no, no. I wake up, I'm driving. I'm gonna. Oh, get yeah, I know. Sick. That's I'm why get, I'm not. That's why I'm, I'm not worried about you. So car sick. I know. I, I feel it. I feel Colin, it. Colin won't doesn't like being in the passenger seat. He like he I has can't. to be driving because I have well, a because I like I'll, I I remember last time it was two, it, it was one or two road trips ago that you and I went on. I tried like downloading some games on my phone. I was like, all right, we're gonna. I'm about to chill. I'm about to let Bernie. Yeah. Bernie can drive, so he's not bored. He can actually like do some stuff. And I was like, this is this is awful. Well, <laughs> like, what we can is- do, what we can do is we can create a little bed in the back seat, and maybe you can just lay down on the bed or lay down in the back mm. seat. And sleep. How about that? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, God forbid that we get in an accident. I just like get <laughs> just whoosh, just the shoots out the window. Colin. We'll see GTA style. <laughs> oh, it's gone. <laughs> well, you can have the little the seatbelts over you, you know, strapped in as you're laying down, just strapped down. That would be crazy. Across. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we update will... everyone because we're gonna do a podcast when we get there. So we'll update everyone on the drive. Um, yes, you'll be rested. But we are previewing game <clears throat> one for North Texas today. Yes. St. John's. Oh, yeah. Uh, North Texas versus St. John's. I thought it was at 11.30 a.m. It's at 1.30 p.m. on Thursday. So we've, we can sleep in, get some breakfast. I Is heard like, have you, ever, have you ever been to Charleston? I heard Charleston has great, like, I've, I've talked to. I feel like to, there's, like, actually stuff to do in Charleston. I've heard people i play tennis with rave about it i've heard a bunch of people just t- tell me it's a, a great place with a bunch of great food spots the the bar scene's great everything so mm. um i have high expectations so we'll be able to find a lunch spot you know mm. or brunch i guess i don't know what you're going to call it but yeah um 1 eastern time for st john's north texas it's the first game of the tournament uh leads off the day um i we just watched St. John's and Michigan play in the Garden. Uh, St. John's, obviously led by Rick Pitino. Um, we're you know, I'm, we're not going to act like you know we are St. John's experts, but having watched them for you know their game against Michigan, they did lose the game, eighty-nine to seventy-three. I thought Michigan looked exceptional in that game. I agree. Um, that's a really good team. Um, but yeah, overall. I think the, my main takeaway from watching St. John's in this game and looking at their two box scores, um, they beat Stony Brook by 16 in their first game, was um, Joel uh, Soriano at center, six foot eleven, has led them in scoring in both games. 15 points against Michigan, 6 of 8 shooting. Uh, he's five offensive rebounds, one block. He is going to be a handful for North Texas. I think that was my main takeaway. Because coming off the first two games, it was, you know, for North Texas, it was Sissoko and Allen 
that's the five position is is where we needed to see them really grow throughout the year. Yeah. So now you're going up against an all conference center in the Big East in Joel Soriano, and uh, you don't have any more time to grow up. This is this is who you're facing, and then obviously. You know, we don't even have to look any farther in the second round or whatnot, but I mean, LSU has a seven footer and Will Baker who's pretty good as well. So there's no more learning here. This is very much the centers need to be able to play and uh, play well. This is it's an it's exciting for me to for us, I guess, to actually watch a game, then play a game against St. John's because this is going to be the best team that they play. I mean, shoot, probably since Purdue when they won the tournament game. I mean, St. John's was in the tournament last year. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good benchmark, and I, I I say that because I think that I think that North Texas can compete with this team. Um, but that being said, I, I do completely agree with you on the inside. I'm I'm pretty terrified. Um, Sissoko and Allen are great, but I think that uh, Soriano is that you say his name? Yeah, Soriano is a, a different breed in that sense. But I think that North Texas is going to be able to slow down St. John's and make them uncomfortable because if the the one thing I noticed outside of Soriano was the fact that they play fast. And they move, like to move the ball a lot, a lot of motion. Um, but and I think North Texas will be able to stop that uh, more or less to a certain degree, right? And make them uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, they put up. I know they were down, so they put up more shots, but they put up seventy-five shots against Michigan. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Well, well, first of all, um, I don't. St. John did not make the tournament last year. They did were, they not? No, they were. They beat, they beat UConn though. Did Did Rick Pitino play some? Play, no, uh, Rick Pitino was year? at Iona last year. That's made what it the was. Tournament. That's what it was. Now he's at St. John's, um, taking over that program. So this is his first year there. Um, they have some good transfers in. Transfer in. Transfers in. Transfers um, in. But my main thing, speaking to your point about getting up that many shots, it's because they grabbed twenty seven often yeah. <laughs> i want to make sure i'm reading this right right 27 offensive 27 rebounds offensive rebounds and 33 second chance points they are currently on kimpom because of this of, of tonight's performance they are um i believe number one in the country in offensive rebound percentage 53.6 because of this performance and obviously it's small sample size two games but um they're currently through two games grabbing 53.6 percent of their misses yeah and that goes to again what we were talking about the five position, Aaron Scott, the guards, North Texas to this point in the year has not been a dominant rebounding team like they've been in years past. And um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if that comes back to bite them all. I did think Michigan was able to re- all get their own rebounds. Like they offensive rebound well against St. John. So yeah. that was an interesting thing. But I mean, yeah, they had 14 like, offensive rebounds against St. Yeah, John. Yeah, North Texas isn't Michigan size though. So that's going to be right. the interesting thing. But that that is – a concern for me because through Northern Iowa and Nebraska, Omaha, um, they haven't, you know, they haven't looked like a team that is not only going to stop you, but then get the rebound to finish off the possession like they have been in years past, which, you know, it takes time every year. It takes time for North Texas to get there, but I, right. that's interesting. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think expectations for just what I want to see from North Texas outside from a win, obviously, is I would like to see the guards, get uh i guess it's hard because i feel like we haven't seen a lot of like like guards that aren't supposed to be the main attraction right like we we see a lot of jason edwards we see a lot of ruben but i i think i want to see bugs have more shots he had what i guess he shot six times against omaha i didn't watch the whole yeah. of that game but i want to i want to see that continue i want to see where you have guys like ruben 10 shots uh yeah, jason, ruben edwards? 10, jason edwards 
it was uh, Aaron Scott, nine. Like you said, Bugs, six. Nolan, eight. Nolan had a fantastic game. He, I thought he was, I mean, obviously 18 points. I thought yeah. he was legit in that game. Um, but, yeah, then it's going to come down to Jason Edwards only had five points in that game, 12 minutes. He's, and this was something I wanted to bring up, I think, last podcast, but it's mm-hmm. very much an offense for defense thing with him where yeah. I don't know if they fully trust him on the defensive side of the ball yet. So they're kind of hesitant to put him in for long stretches in, in place of Nolan and Bugs because Nolan and Bugs, I think, have the potential to be very, very good defensively. So that's that's kind of where the concern is there. Right. Uh, and then we did, you know, Matt Stone came in and hit two threes last game. If he goes two or four from three every game, I am that's very, amazing. very happy with that Matthew is, Stone. Yeah, Aaron Scott as well. Seven and nine from the field. Three threes again. Yeah. Um, that is, he is on another level this year yeah. so far. And if he can do that against a lot of these teams in, in the Charleston Classic, I'm going to be very happy. AAC Player of the Week. Yep. Um, <laughs> Memphis didn't get that one, did they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick it. Might have beat, might have beat Missouri, but you didn't get the Player of the Week award. We got that one. Yeah. At home. Um. So it, it's it to me. It's just one be, having them being this term. It's really cool to see them play these good teams early and then building off of that because I feel like up to this point, this tournament's almost like a culmination of of what Ross Grant before him have kind of built up, right? And uh, for them to be in this tournament at all is exciting to me. So I think, I think against St. John's, they have a really good shot. Yeah, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. This being in this tournament is a result of them winning the NIT and winning a game against Purdue, like being in conference championships, multiple, uh, multiple years. I mean, for those here, let me, let, let me show the tournament bef- since um, maybe some people don't know hundred percent who's in it. Yeah. Um. Here it is. Let me make my screens bigger. So it's St. John's. I'll make it a little bigger too. St. John's, North Texas, Dayton, LSU, Houston, Towson, Utah, and Wake Forest. Um, Towson last year, I believe, was 130th in Ken Palm. Um, LSU was not good last year either. They were like 150, but they're going to be, you know, they'll be better this year. Uh, they'll be in the top 100. Uh, Dayton is obviously a basketball school through and through. Wake Forest was good last year and it's good every year. Utah's good every year. Houston is a top five team in the country. Um, and then, you know, St. John's, Rick Pitino, North Texas. So this is this is a perfect tournament for North Texas. Like they're not going to the battle for Atlantis. You know, they're not with they're not going to the um, was the Maui Invitational with Kansas and Duke and Michigan State. They're not, that's not happening. This is perfect because it not only gives you recognition in terms of you're playing, you know, potentially Rick Pitino, you're potentially playing LSU. Uh, you're, you know, potentially playing whoever uh, Utah or Wake Forest, which I think those are quality schools. But you have a chance to get wins and be competitive against these teams where they're good, but they're not, you know, worlds better than you. Like when they played Kansas in the ESPN Classic two years ago, remember? And they were like, they played really well and they were close, but they lost. Yeah. It was like they were never going to win that game. Right. You're just, you weren't going to win that game. Um, these are games where if North Texas plays well, they can prove themselves and heck, if they beat St. John's, they're going to be probably favored in the second game, you know? So then yeah. you're talking a potential championship run. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're playing Houston in the championship like that. That's what we're saying is like, that's where this can lead to where you're not in a field where you're going to be 20 point under 10 point underdogs, you know? Right. Whatnot. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, I do agree with you. 
I'm excited to see the guards. I think their guards match up pretty well with St. John's. I, I mean, I think the St. John's guards are good. They shoot the ball very, very well. They hit 11 threes in their first game, nine in their second game. So they're going to come ready to shoot. I'm excited to see the perimeter defense from North Texas. I'm excited to see Ruben Jones. Um, but more than anything, I want to see Aaron Scott go against the size of what St. John's and then potentially Dayton or LSU have on the wing to where he might have to get a little bit more creative. He might just continue to expand his bag. Right. And um, that's going to be fascinating uh, for me to watch. That's that's uh, probably my rundown of it. Yeah. Um, regarding the teams that they play, um, we already mentioned St. John's. Obviously, Houston, you already said top five team. I think it's really cool because I think in most terms, like you said, when they went to play Kansas a few years ago, is you never really got the benchmark game. Whereas I feel like this tournament has a lot of teams up and down. We'll say Ken Palm. Uh, yeah. So Houston, top five. Dayton's probably what, like in the 50s, let's 60s? Let me, let's read this off. Yeah. Dayton is 67. LSU is 65. Okay. And then St. John's, I know, dropped because they're lost to Michigan. So they're down to 74. I believe they were in the 50s before that. But um, yeah, they're at 74. So again, you know, if, if you win any of those games, that's potentially a quad what a quad one win. Yeah, maybe? Utah thirty fourth on Ken yeah, Palm. At the very least, a quad two win. Like you, you have a chance to leave this tournament with two quad two wins, probably. Yeah. So, and that that's huge. That's huge for a team that obviously we'll have to see how the rest of the season goes, and it'll be difficult. Like we don't have expectations of being an at large bid, but if North Texas could, you know, win two games in this tournament, they you are putting yourself in position to be. Uh, an at-large bid if you can go, you know, something really good in conference, which is a long ways away. But if nothing else, two wins in this tournament, I think, put you on the map to say, hey, North Texas still really, really good at basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what would constitute as a good run for you? Like, what would you be happy with? Just oh, like uh, the like, way I was looking at it is if they went beat St. John's and then lose the next two games – yeah, I mean, I think that would still be very. I think, good. I think that'd be very good because your next two games would be what Dayton and I guess whoever lost Dayton the and let's say Utah or Wake Forest. If you Utah or Wake Forest, yeah, I mean, if you play Utah and if, listen, yeah. if if you can get a win against any of these teams, that's good in itself. We already mentioned the at large bid thing, but if you're able to sneak a second, depending on how you play, yeah, in that third game, yeah. like or, or that, that'll go a long way. That'll yeah, go a long like, way. Like these are games again. If you beat St. John's, the path for you getting two wins is very, very attainable because you'll play yeah. Dayton or LSU, where it'll be. I mean, they're right next to each other in Kempom. I said 65, 67, those two are. Um, North Texas is 88th, which I still think is a little too low for them, but I think it's whatever. It's fair. It's a new team. So, you know, those are games that are you'll be competitive in. And then, you know, obviously, if you win, make the championship game, the Houston game doesn't even matter. Like, you can, yeah, yeah, whatever happens. Give them a game. Give them a game. Give them a game. At that point, that, that is best case scenario is you win your first two games. Right. I think if they lose to St. John's, but they win the next two games, that would be almost better potentially than just beating St. John's and losing the next two. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't because care about the. the the tournament then yeah i mean you, you could have a better chance of getting better wins on your yeah you, let's say you beat let's say in theory if they did that and they beat lsu in the first constellation and then they beat wake forest in the second constellation two good teams 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm taking that. Like, again, this is a tournament where the wins, you will only play Towson, who is the only team, I think, outside of the top whatever, 100 or 100 whatever. They are um, 142. Yeah, I think Wake's actually kind of low this year, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Wake Force is 71. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and where's Utah? Just so I have Utah's 34. Jesus. Okay, yeah. Again, the only way you play Towson, I think, is if you lose both first and second games. Right. So that's kind of worst-case scenario. Obviously, worst-case scenario is you go over there. But uh, second worst case, you lose-lose, play Towson, and then you don't get any real quad one or quad two wins. Because this is why you're in the tournament, is to try to steal one of these. This is kind of – and I don't want to put too much emphasis on just this because North Texas has a lot of opportunities to get some wins, right? They have Boise State. They have Mississippi State. But to me – I think you look at this and this is ideal situation to get one. Yeah. Win. Like win one of your first two games. And in terms of minus or get rid of wins or losses, what do you want to see from this team in terms of Ross? Obviously you played you and I it's you get, it, you won the game. Great. Omaha was a game. You beat them. I think this is going to kind of give us the, I already mentioned the benchmark of what we expect to see this season. Where do you think that, what would you like to see in terms of that? I mean, it's got to be the defense, right? It's got to be a yeah. – we have to see the defense take a step forward Yeah, from where it's been. I, I compared this team to the 20, um, 2020 team where it was, you know, Mo and Javion and Zach and that, that – James Reese and that offensive firepower on that team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this team could get potentially maybe to that level. Um, that, that team was 34th in the country in offense. Insane yeah. number. Great team. But – um. Like, I think this team has the offensive talent. This team right now is shooting over 60% effective field goal percentage, 45% from three. Like, this team can score the ball. I need to see the defense become what Ross Hodge envisions it becoming. And right. if that shows up in St. John's, great. If it shows up in day two against Dayton or LSU, great. That's where I'm I'm interested to see um, things kind of come together for this North, uh, North Texas team. That's what I'm looking at for Ross Hodge, because I, you know, Ross is not happy through two games. With <laughs> yeah, and that, and like, that's why I asked because this is you're you are gonna be playing teams better than you are on par with you. St. John's, especially opening, is is a really good test of that because they do play so fast. Can you still be the North Texas that's able to slow teams down and, and make it really uncomfortable for teams? Well, again, I, I I don't know through two games how like if if okay on a scale of one to ten. 10 being the fastest, one being the slowest. Grant yeah. McCaslin was at the slowest. They were at the one. Yeah, I mean, look at Tech right now. They won like 52-46 or something like that. Yeah, 56-42. Yeah, and that's they what are, And I think they literally had a uh, – I saw a tweet. They Was it 58 possessions in that game? Yeah. And they were averaging 60 last year at North Texas. So, literally, he's playing slower. just as slow, if not slower, <laughs> yes. So, but anyways, this is – feels like a team that is intent on playing faster and is actually playing faster through two games. Where do you want to see North Texas on a scale of one to 10, one being Grant McCaslin, 10 being Andy Kennedy and UAB. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you want them to be? Cause or, or where, and where do you think they are going to be? I think, I th- I think they'll probably be one being slowest, 10 being the, the fastest. I think around a three or a four would be where I'm comfortable at. Um, because the only thing we really didn't like about the offense last year and, and years before is we wanted to take a shot earlier. Yeah, I mean, like if, you, if you see it, yeah, if you see a shot that's open, take it, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you see an, if you see an open, you attack a guy, take it. Um, 
And I think this year that team's done that so far. Uh, what I want to see, though, on the defensive end is making sure that you're able to, once you make that shot, get back and, yeah, you know, yeah. not not lose defensive rotations and things like that. That's that's yeah. really been my main thing is, is just adjusting to, I guess, not being able to just wear down teams as easily. So I agree. I agree. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else on this? No. No, All right. So. Let's show the tournament one more time. Yeah, we go. St. John's, North Texas, Dayton, LSU. LSU, are you gonna are you gonna be uh are you gonna be rooting for LSU, Bruni? North Texas them. LSU, which hat are you putting on? I'll be I'll be covering them, Colin. This which hat are you gonna be putting on? The reason on. we're going. No, 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 I know. But which hat are you gonna put be putting on if North Texas and LSU play? Uh I'll have my LSU hat on and this this North Texas shirt on. There you go. <laughs> Take play. The, the look, 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 look. This is how I'll be right here. Let's see if I got it. Yeah, here it is. I don't even. I haven't worn this hat in a long time either. Look, OP LSU hat, mm. North Texas shirt. There we are. God, what a combination! It's like that SMU uh, UNT shirt that we saw. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was nasty. Um, but yeah, uh, day two will be interesting. If you lose, play at eleven thirty a.m. Win, play at two p.m. So. Mm-hmm. either way mm-hmm. we will be there and we will be watching the games we'll have video we'll have a, a bunch of stuff interviews after the game we'll be sure to get the press conferences up for y'all on our youtube as well so yeah uh stay tuned to the green room podcast and the green room unt twitter uh thank you all we're over 400 follows there as well so uh, we pre- appreciate all the support uh thank you all uh for following us and uh giving us a platform to talk North Texas sports. Uh, we will do a brief uh, football podcast later in the week because we have to fulfill our contractual agreement. Um, but yes, <laughs> we, will be, we will be back. For no other that. reason. We don't want to talk football. <laughs> we do. We do. Colin, did we do? Okay. No, the way you said it, it sounded like that's the only reason. It's a big week. Tulsa. We love a, a good game against Tulsa. All right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back. And uh, yeah, you'll have a good week.